and welcome to the first ever RV Dreaming Podcast. I am really excited that you're here. You have no idea. This is something that I've been wanting to try and do for a long time, and I finally just kind of had the, I don't know what you call it, the, not the motivation. I just finally had the, I just quit being lazy. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> uh, for those of you guys who don't know me, my name is Stuart. You can follow me online at Stuart Doing Stuff. That's S-T-U-A-R-T, Doing Stuff on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all those social media sites. You might also know me as the host of Full-Time Freedom Week, where every year in April, we get together and we put together a great big free online video summit that just goes over all of the stuff that has to do with full-time RVing. So you might know me from that, but hey, now I'm going to be your host of the RV Dreaming Podcast as well. So I'm really excited that you're here with me as we go about through all of this. So what is this podcast all about? First off, it's not going to just be me as a talking head or just a solo monologue kind of thing as we go through the entire video, as we go through the entire thing. We're going to be talking to a lot of different people. We're going to be talking to solos. We're going to be talking to seniors. We're going to be talking to retires and families and couples. We're going to be talking to people that travel in big class A's and small class B's and C's and fifth wheels and travel trailers and truck campers and everything in between. We're just going to really kind of dive into what life is like on the road. And we're going to do so in a way that is not a YouTube style. You know, in YouTube, everything is all sunshine and rainbows. It's not always like that. As a matter of fact, it, it, it is like that most of the time. But every once in a while, life throws a curveball at you and things happen and, and stuff breaks at the most unexpected and the most inconvenient time. That's just the way that this lifestyle works. So we're going to talk about that too. We want to make sure that you are fully aware and fully vetted and interested and, and aware of the lifestyle that we lead. Because yes, you're going to see some amazing things. You're going to meet some amazing people. You're going to do things that other people only wish that they could. But it comes to the downfall because you're taking your home that has wheels on it and taking them down some of these roads that that exist are not exactly the best. You know, you're go, 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 all the way down. Some of these roads are not meant for you. So and they say like every time you take out your, your, your car, your RV, they're like little mini earthquakes. So bolts come loose and things fall down and things start to break. And so maintenance is a constant ongoing thing. You know, so we're going to talk about that. You know, we're going to talk about these things. Uh, but more importantly, we're going to talk about how to get on the road, what life is like on the road. We're going to talk with people that you know. Maybe they have YouTube channels already and you already follow them. But I really want to kind of tell the story behind the story. We want to really kind of dive deep into um, what it's like being out here, you know, traveling, unabridged, with no strings attached. You know, that's that's kind of the, the one thing that, that is the most interesting or the most exciting about this is you I don't let me put it this way I didn't realize how much time or bandwidth of myself that I spend trying to think about where I'm going to go where I'm going to go next what am I going to go do next because there's so many different options of different things and different places that you can go it, it's hard sometimes to think about all that, you know, because it's really unlimited. It's the, the options are limitless as, as far as where you can go. You know, when you get on the road, you have to try and figure out your why. 
And there's a lot of people that travel because they want to go see all the national parks. And there's people that travel because maybe they're retired and they want to go see their kids and they live all around the country and they want to spend time with their grandkids. So they, they pack up the RV and they spend winters over here and summers over there or three months with this family or with, with this kid and three months with that kid or whatever family dynamic there is. Um, I know people that travel with music festivals. You know, they're, they're big music fans and they like to travel with the bands and, and see them as many times as they can in as many cities as they can. There's the, the reason to travel is, is there's no wrong reason to get on the road. There's no wrong reason for what you want to do or where you want to go. You know, there's only what makes you happy and what satisfies your area. So um, there's no wrong way. There's no wrong way to RV. There's absolutely not. It's just whatever, whatever comes your way. So anyways, we're going to talk about all that. So if you're watching us on YouTube, you have the video portion of this podcast. You'll be able to see us and participate and like and comment. So if you're watching us on YouTube, go to our, you know, be sure to like and subscribe and hit that little heart notification bell, a uh, little icon bell, and that way you'll know when new videos are posted. If you are watching us on, or not watching, if you are listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or iHeart, or wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you subscribe to us there as well. So that way, as you're driving down the road, you can be listening to us, and you can be like, oh, yeah, I know what that, I know what Stuart meant when he said, like, you know, those roads aren't great. You know, we're just going down the, what is it, that road that everyone talks about? Is it the 10? I think it's, I think it's the 10 that, um, down south from like Texas through Louisiana or something. Oh my gosh. I think, I think that's one that everybody talks about. Excuse me. As being like a really bad, a really bad road. The other thing that you're going to get on this podcast is raw. Like just now when I was developing these and kind of deciding what is it that we want to do? What do we want to talk about? What do we not want to talk about? What do we want to do? One of the things that we're, we're doing with both, my portion here and when we do interviews and we talk with people is we're we're going live we're not going to edit so you're going to get a true unabridged honest sincere first reaction you know because you know sometimes you ask somebody a question if i don't know if you've ever done like interviewing uh maybe for a job or something like that you ask someone a question and then they're they have that first gut reaction and they go oh wait a minute I shouldn't have said that. Can can we start over again? You're not going to get, you're going to get the true first reaction of what people are saying uh, when they, when they come onto this program. So we're not going to edit. Everything's going to be raw. Everything's going to be just as it was. We want to give you a really true, great, you know, honest idea of what's happening here uh, and out on the road, you know, so that's our goal. All right. So again, my name is Stuart. Follow me at Stuart Doing Stuff online and all your favorite socials. And now I get the privilege of introducing our very first guest here on the RV Dreaming Podcast. I'm so excited to have these guys. I've traveled with them for quite a bit, and I know them. And they have this. They I've, I've watched them grow. They've they've moved up through the ranks. They were doing this. They were doing that. And they also have a fantastic story. So. I'm going to let this interview roll, and I'm going to introduce you to Dave and Jacqueline Hudson, also known as the Border Hookup. So here we go. Welcome back to RV Dreaming and our podcast and our video podcast. I'm really excited because today's guest has a brand new song out all about living 
the RV life. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome the Border Hookups. Hey, there you guys are. Woo! Hi. Hi, Stuart. Hey, Stuart. Hi, everyone. So now, <laughs> if, if you guys don't know the Border Hookups, where have you been? These guys travel the country everywhere, performing in breweries and restaurants and pop-up concerts, just everywhere. You guys are just like booking so many shows around the country. You guys are like ping-ponging back and forth, north, south, east, west, everywhere. And I'm just really excited that you guys have taken the time to come and talk to me, of all people, about all the fantastic stuff you guys are doing out here. Well, we love you, Stuart. So. We do. <laughs> we are happy to be here. And yeah, you're right. I mean, we feel like we're everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We we're just, like you said, ping pong. I never thought of that. That's a really yeah. good way to explain it, though, because we are. We're just playing a ton of shows. Um, we're doing a lot of traveling, which we love to do, and meeting a lot of people. Yeah, having a great time. Uh, this is always an adventure. We've been staying put a little bit for the last three weeks up in northern Minnesota playing shows, but we're ready to get back on the road and start seeing more landscapes. Yeah, and seeing more people that we've met on our travels like mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, mm -hmm. our paths will cross soon. But let's get started with just some of the basics. So for people who don't know you, you guys are full-time RVers. You're traveling in what and how long have you been on the road? Give me the kind of the rundown on just the skinny of that end. Yeah, we have a Grand Design 260RD uh, fifth wheel, and it's 29.9, so 30. But uh, yeah, we love it. So it's a, as far as fifth wheels go, it's a smaller fifth wheel, but it's perfect for us. We can get in, in and out of spots, and uh, we pull it with a Ford F-250. Yeah, and we've been on the road for uh, three and a half years, so we were those lucky ones that um, had everything planned and then started right during COVID. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was challenging. Yeah. So we have a lot of people that um, tune into our program and go to rvdreaming.tv because they're exploring the lifestyle. They're going, can I really do this? Is this for me? Tell me about how you guys decided that this is for you. What was your process on deciding to go about on this crazy journey? That's actually a really good question. I was watching uh, YouTube one day watching on schoolies, which is school buses uh, that are uh, refurbished. And Jacqueline walked by the couch and I said, hey, would you ever do this? And she said, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't believe she said yes. And, and we just started talking about what would we live in. And uh, we did a lot of walks, a lot of planning walks. We do this walk every single day and all we yeah. talked about was where this thing was gonna go and we watched a ton of youtube videos i mean we could not get enough we yeah. just watched them over and over and all these different channels and and search for things and the other part of it is i did not like my job i had been um on call for eight years 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 days um a year so I was ready. So as soon as he said, hey, would you ever do this? I think that's why I just emphatically said, yes, let's do it. <laughs> so so how, I needed a chance. How long did it take you guys to go from that conversation? Like, would you ever do this? To All right, here we go. We're out the door. It, it? it took us 18 months. Okay. Yep, exactly. It I was, didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. It was 18 <laughs> months. I remember doing some research on that and thinking like, is this too short of a time? And then I would see people who had done it after one month of planning. And I just, I couldn't believe it. You I know, it, I yeah. thought I did it in three months. months. 
You did it three, three months? Three, three months. I put a deposit really? down on a rig and went, oh, crap, I guess I'm really doing this now. <laughs> you know, so. Um, you're no. gutsy. <laughs> and how long ago was that? That was three years ago. Oh, look at that. Wow. See? So you I, made the right decision. That's awesome. <laughs> they always I say love like it. The, they say like the first year is the hardest. Like if you can get past the first year, then then you're golden. Well, the craziest thing, and Stuart, maybe you can attest to this, is you'll you have your rig and then you maybe go on a couple like weekend trips. And then once you leave leave, it's like being on a tether outside the space station and you're just sort of floating around there and then you unhook the tether and you're just going. There's no, <laughs> hey, we'll be back home in two weeks. It's just you go. And it's the most surreal feeling because now you're just sort of <laughs> floating around in the country in IE space. That was the thing I couldn't get my head around. And I still can't get my head around it sometimes. We'll be out in quartzite or whatever, and I'll be walking through the desert. And I'll look at all these people, and we're all living on wheels. And I'm like, is this normal? Is this is this normal? Yeah. And it probably is not. <laughs> when, I, when I first started, um, I I know that tether feeling. That's exactly how I felt. But when I when I launched and I was out of my condo and everything, I was like, I only stayed like within a two hour radius of home, yeah. you know, of my old home, because it was kind of like, you know, the further you go, I was kind of like, I want to get used to this. I'm a little nervous. Like, where am I going? But I do remember that time where I was like, all right, um, I spent like three weeks on a thousand trails in Palm Springs because it's right outside of L.A. where I was at. And then I moved to another one. And then um, I started heading north to Sequoia. And I and then up through I did a little loop. I went up through Reno uh, or Sequoia through Reno, Utah, all the way back down. I just kind of did that little loop back to home. Yeah. In about six weeks or so, um, and went. Oh, it's fun. And started planning out some other things, you know. And then you kind of did you start to then spiral farther out and farther out and farther out? I I did. My map has been like all over the place, especially now okay. that I'm in the van. I'm like all over. But before with the with the when I was in the super C, it was a lot more thought out and I, I had a different style of, of planning, but now it's just whatever, you know? Well, we thought of you this morning because last night, well, this morning, a super C was across oh, yeah. uh, from us in the campground. And I'm like, that's super C that's Stuart right there. <laughs> yeah. We thought of you totally beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful super C. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know. I, I might be bringing mine back to the West coast. Um, it's something I'm looking at probably for later this year. So we'll see how okay. that goes. I don't know. All right. we'll, we'll see. Hopefully um, we'll be doing something. Well, with well, that. hmm? That's awesome. Uh, it, it, one, one interesting thing that I, we ran into in the last three weeks is we went back to Minnesota where we came from. Well, Jacqueline's Canadian, but where we had our house and how interesting it is to all of a sudden, you know, where everything is like, you know, yeah. where everything is. And it becomes, I would say one of the biggest challenges um, of being on the road full time is not knowing where things are. But the more time you spend out here, the more you like, oh, I know the gas station right outside of Tucson has a separate um, fuel station for bigs. I know that there's a dump station in, you know, in uh, Gila Bend. I know where all these things are. And then you start to, you got your little landing safeties. But when you come back to where you grew up, life gets super easy really fast. <laughs> but then you miss being out on the road. Then you're like, I got to get out of here because I know this. I, I've been here and I want to get going. So it, it really is amazing where you kind of say, like, I'm over this. I've been here, done that. Like, I need something new in my life because that's yeah. every day it's, we're experiencing. It's, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think different people have different time periods that they can last. Like for me, I can last about a week and, or maybe like five days. And then I get really like antsy and I want to go and I want to go. And, you know, I think for mm -hmm. you, it's maybe a little bit longer than yeah. that, maybe two weeks. Um, we, you know, we did, but, uh, and then friends that we have too, some of them, you know, they want to go after two days. Yeah, they're, they're bored and they want to see something. Yeah. New. <laughs> we, um, I, we last, uh, spring, I get mixed up because I'm from Minnesota and I, if there's not snow, it throws me off as to what season we're in. Fall. So last fall or spring on our way up through playing shows up through New Mexico and Colorado, uh, we went nine days moving every day and I loved it. I was like, first of all, we have a YouTube channel. So we got more footage in nine days. I was weeks ahead in editing because everything was film, 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 visit this, visit this. Um, we don't have the luxury of being able to sit very long because we run out of content. So we have to move. We have to bring the content to the people, the entertainment, you, the people. Like <laughs> I'm, that. I'm glad that I'm glad that you mentioned the YouTube channel because I don't know if a lot of people realize running a YouTube channel is a lot of work from the recording to the editing to the posting to all the other you know algorithmic hashtag descriptions, this and that. I mean, there's a lot that goes into you know, even a 12 or 15 minute video, um, it can take hours and hours and hours on top of what you guys are already doing, which is writing yeah. music and performing, you know, that's pretty much a, a full-time job there and traveling every day in your, you know, big rig, you know, it, it's, that's a lot of work and quite a commitment. It's very rewarding though. I mean, we'll, we'll watch back on some of our videos and we'll think, man, who are these people? They're having a great time. It's like, <laughs> it just seems so, so removed from us because it doesn't seem real when we watch back on the videos. And, and so we're very fortunate to be able to be able to live this life and then bring it to other people. And then we, when people reach out and they you know, we've had a few people say, and incredibly humbling, they'll say, you're the reason that we went on the road full time. That's a lot of responsibility. I hope they like it. <laughs> well, it must show that you're enjoying it. So that, yes. that must be what's yeah. rubbing off on onto them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, I do want to say too, like we really enjoy the YouTube channel and all of the people we've connected with. That's the best part. Mm -hmm. um, but I also don't want people to think that having a YouTube channel means that you make all of this money right. and that you can survive on the road on your YouTube channel right away, because that's kind of what we thought. Mm -hmm. We thought, oh, hey, we just, you know, have to have a YouTube channel and we'll be fine. Yeah, you're kind good of to thing. go. Just you put know? some videos out and you're rolling in the dough. It right. doesn't work that way. It doesn't. And it takes a lot of consistency and a lot of effort. And even now, we do not make enough money um, with YouTube to be able to support this lifestyle. So, you know, and like you mentioned, we have our music, but then I'm also a, a health coach. So I'm an Optavia health coach and that's where our primary income right. comes and it's all remote, but yeah, we kind of have these multiple streams, yeah. you know, I think what Jacqueline's saying, Stuart, is she needs to borrow some money. <laughs> if you can, maybe I'll, 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 I'll start asking around for you, you know, Thank we appreciate Thank that. Throw the hat out. Maybe everyone watching here, you can just drop your Venmo in the comments and then, you know. There right, you go. right. Become a member. Become a member on our YouTube channel. There you go. You know, it's, it's funny. They go like, if you know that saying, like, if I had a nickel every time, yada, yada. You know, you can yeah. go 
fans, just if I ever gave you one piece of advice, give me a dollar for every time I told you something you didn't know and just Venmo me and yeah. that'd be fine. You guys have some great insight. You know, I remember right. even doing like uh, when we, you guys do full time freedom week for us, you're very knowledgeable about boondocking because that's all you pretty much do. You're just always out there in the middle of nowhere, um, surviving mm-hmm. and, and, and um, doing your thing out there. You guys are so anti campground, you know. We, well. yeah, I mean, campgrounds are great. Like, for instance, right now, we were supposed to just boondock today. And I woke up this morning and I looked at the temperature for where we were going to be. And I said, oh my gosh, it's going to be like in the high 80s. And we don't want to have to run a generator all night because our generator really won't run all night. night. And uh, so I started looking for campgrounds. So I'm very grateful for campgrounds (laughs) sometimes. (laughs) They have their time and they have their place. Right. (laughs) Yeah. They absolutely do. So let's talk about your music because... That's one of the things that you guys are doing when you're out on the road. Were you performing before you hit the road too, or did, is this something that you started once you once you started traveling? Yeah, I was uh, I was playing full time um, for 18 years, and then COVID hit, and that, like everybody knows, that all went away. And then I was at, in our house before COVID hit. I was because I was playing solo. Jack wouldn't come to the shows, and then I heard her singing in the kitchen. I said. <laughs> she could sing like she can sing on pitch. And I said, why don't you come and do, why don't you come and do a show with me sometime? Like one song. And I can't say exactly what she said, but in essence, it was no way. And then she came to one show and uh, had a cocktail and got up on stage and liquid courage. I was trying to, I was trying to save you on this. And then you just totally yourself onto the bus. We we knew, we knew, we knew what you meant. So she started singing with me and then um, she started writing songs and she wrote uh, one on the, on the album, the, the EP we put out a couple of years ago. And, and uh, she's, yeah, she's now she's a writer and yeah, we're co-writing a yeah. song or co-wrote a song just recently. too. Yeah. We were just in the studio. It's still not done yet, but um, mm-hmm. it'll be done a couple months. It'll be out. So it's yeah. pretty exciting. exciting. Mm-hmm. So the new song that you wrote with uh, RV life called living the RV life. You told me a really interesting story about how that song came about and how you recorded it, which is just total nomadic styling. Tell me about that for everyone who hasn't already heard the story. Yeah, so I, I reached out to Patrick, who's kind of our contact in RV Life, and I said, would you guys be interested in, man, it's hot in here. <laughs> we don't have AC on right now, Stuart, so my shirt's completely I, yeah. Whenever the there screen's is- on you, whenever the screen's on you, I'm doing this, because I turn my fan off, too, just so that. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, like, it's like a circus bathhouse in here right now. We're going to each lose like 25 pounds by the time this thing's done. And so... Um, I reached out and then they said, yeah, let's do it. And uh, Patrick sent me some uh, lyric ideas. And I, like any other song that we've ever written or recorded, it gets butchered and moved around and, and uh, wrote the song. And then it was actually recorded in an RV, our friend Nathan Andrews RV at Bash. It was at Bash, right? At the end of Back, Scapers Bash. And we recorded it in his RV. So if you listen with headphones, you can hear generators starting up, trucks driving by, solar panels rattling because it was super windy that day and uh we brought in some all it was all full-time rvers played on it so it is 100 percent authentic rv life and rv song yeah yeah and that's what's really exciting about it is not only was it written by full-time rvers and sang and performed by rvers it was recorded at an rv rally inside of an rv 
side of an RV. <laughs> Can't get any more purebred than that, huh? Right. No. The only thing that it wasn't done in an RV, it was it was mixed and mastered in Denver. That's the only thing. Other uh, than that, 100% in an RV. Yeah. So, um, and it's a great song. If you guys haven't already heard it, where can people go and find your music, find the song and, and all that? Uh, it's on all the streaming services. So uh, if you look up Live in the RV Life, it's on Spotify and Apple Music and Amazon Music and all over the place. We don't even know how yeah. many streaming services. 70, 75 different. We yeah. go through a dis- uh, We don't put them all on there. We go through a dis- distributor that puts them all out there. And then every now and then we get an email. There's a new streaming platform. You're on that one now. And it's on, I think you can get it on YouTube. You can use it in video of your own videos on YouTube too, as well. Oh, cool. Maybe if we can, then yeah. maybe at the end of this uh, interview here, we'll just insert it and then people will be able to take a listen to it. I can sing it for you right now. I can do a whole song <laughs> acapella by myself. <laughs> you want to acapella? Just do a little bit of it for us. A little exclusive. I'm ready, oh, so ready. Soon I'll be living the RV life. There you go. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> oh, not. Encore. No. Hey, no. I'm ready. <laughs> I was looking over there she's all like let's move on please <laughs> yeah my just, life. just like guys to fixate on one thing and then just take it to another level and another level right <laughs> you know this is something that I know a lot of people that I've actually had conversations with people um, as you know at, at my uh, bar that I had in Long Beach there were a lot of performers that said oh I want to go and get a van and just tour and sing at different clubs in different places. You know, they want to do what you do. Mm-hmm. So for those people who are musicians that want to get out there and perform and do their own little tour, so to speak, what would you tell them? What advice would you give them? Um, where do they start even on, on trying to do what, what you did or how did you start? I would say sell the van and move back into your parents' basement. <laughs> It's gonna be a lot cheaper and a lot. Yeah, get back on their insurance, eat their food. You know what? A lot of people ask, you know, how we get shows and everything, and we have the benefit that I used to book artists myself through an agency, and so I kind of honed my skills on it before we even hit the road. So that skill set was already there. Thank goodness, because it's a lot of work, and if you don't really know what you're doing, it can be a lot more work than that. Um, we just reach out to venues. A lot of the harvest hosts, we love harvest hosts. So we'll do, um, reach out to breweries that are harvest hosts and, and kind of start there. And it's just kind of peeling back the onion and figuring out who has music. And the biggest, the biggest challenge is fuel costs, to be honest with you, because you're not playing when we were in Minnesota, I could make five, 10 phone calls and book those bars. And they were all within, you know, 30 minute drive. When you're out on the road, you've really got to make sure you're not, you know, driving to Colorado and then down to, down to, you know, Texas and then back up here and over here. And that's what actually a lot of touring bands have to do. They're zigzagging the country and it just eats them alive for the fuel. So basically just reach out to venues and, and start a spreadsheet and get an idea of uh, who, who has music and who doesn't. And then make sure you a CRM, you know, content manager, uh, resource manager, contact resource manager. I don't know what it stands and for. And keep track of who you've talked to. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Well, and the other thing that I was going to mention is it is difficult at first because you're not known to all of these different areas. So it's really important 
to have, um, we had somebody help us put together an electronic press kit. So yeah, now when Dave, Dave reaches out to venues, he can send that and it's professional looking and they can find our music, um, our photos and, you know, places where to find us, all of our social media and everything. So that's really important too, because a lot of places they want to vet you. Is that they want to vet, you? vet yeah. you? They want to vet you and they don't want to just like, oh, okay, sure. And they right. don't really know anything about you, yeah. you know, what kind of music you play or if you're a decent performer or anything like that. So it's important to have those right. things. And one of the biggest challenges you'll run into is that a lot of these venues already have their, their local go-to people. Yeah. So for you to come in from the outside, they're taking a chance. It's a lot easier for them just to go, now nah, we got our people. We'll just rotate them through and keep rotating. I know because I've seen it time and time again. So to Jacqueline's point, I always told artists, spend your money on two things. One, your promo material and two, your sound system so that you can get into the bar. And once you're in there, your sound system's decent. Being able to build a sing and play that's just a given if you can't do that i can't help you so there you go <laughs> well and it must help too with your popularity on your youtube channel that you can draw a crowd so it that probably help. helps book attendance as well yeah we're starting to see that more and more and it's so fun because now yeah people know that we're going to be somewhere and we actually have people who want to come there and see us and then they want to um, listen to our original music too so that's always yeah. fun that we're not just doing covers we're able to play original music. And then you see people who are singing along and everything. So, but you know, that didn't happen right away because obviously when you start a YouTube channel, it takes some time to build a following. Yeah. So that takes a little bit of, yeah. of time. Yeah. You but, start to see the flip. So you play covers. You've, our, our agent that I had, that we had when I played in a band years ago would always say sugar the pill. So you play, you know, five covers, one original, six covers, one original, but now we're seeing the flip where people want to hear the originals. And there's a, there's a lot of power in that. And the fact that nobody else can sing our songs, like we can sing them. So you want to see, you want to see Neil Diamond sing his own song. You don't want to see somebody else sing a Neil Diamond song, but because it's amazing to see him sing his own song. There's, there's a lot of power. in. I don't that. know. I like you singing Neil Diamond. Love on the rocks. Ain't no <laughs> surprise. He does a good job. You do a good job. And I, rem and I remember seeing that because I've, I've seen your shows and I go up and we'll chat or whatever. And last year at Quartzsite, um, I was like, oh, you guys had this big show at the at the Big Ten. And I was like, yeah. oh, I'm going to be there. I'm going to stop by and say hi. But when I saw you, you were like surrounded like four, five, six people deep for a while. And I was like, oh, you're going to say Huh? <laughs> I thought you were going to say security. <laughs> no, there was just a, you were just surrounded. Both of you were like on different sides of the stage. And I looked and I was like, eh, I'll see them later. <laughs> you know, I kind of just did a little wave yeah. and walked right by. I was like, bye, you guys, you know. <laughs> was that you that yelled from the back of the crowd, they're not that big of a deal? Was that you? <laughs> that was not me, but I figured it was not me, but I. I I can figure out who it is, maybe. <laughs> but <laughs> a real job. <laughs> oh no, I didn't know that. That really happened. No, I thought that oh. was you, though. Maybe you, oh. you no. can't listen to anything Don't he says, Stuart. Anything Come on, <laughs> cut this out. You know him. You know him. See, I even have to do this to get him to stop. Uh, I, I figured that actually it may have happened to somebody, or someone may have done it just oh, because. Why happened to me? 
So yeah. all of this work, it's you've been on the road now for three years or so, right? Yeah. You said yeah. three and a half. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's just now starting to take off all this dedication, yeah. all this. Did you ever have to pivot? Did you, did you ever try something and go, you know what? This just isn't working. We need to try something else. Or have you kind well, of been more stay the course the whole time? The, the, we kind of had an epiphany and it happened last, uh, fall, fall. Mm-hmm. And we were asked to play the content creator summit in Montrose. And that's where we actually met up with RV life with Andy. And, uh, after we did that, I kind of brought it up to Jack and I said, we need to live in this space. This is where we have to live. We have to live it's in the like RV space. Niche. Yeah. We have to live mm-hmm. in the RV space. And then a few months later, we started doing these pop-up concerts. And then we said, and we have to focus on building community because we love community and we know how hard it can be out here without community, especially for guys like you who travel solo. Mm -hmm. So you you, community is king. So we try to build community. So once we kind of honed in on RVs and then building community within the RV world, that's where we wanted to go. Now that creates a marketing uh, conundrum a little bit. Can I use that word on yeah. live conundrum? Conundrum. And yeah, and so we all of a sudden. So you do a, something as simple as you do a sticker that says the border hookups go RVing, or is it just the border hookups? Because when you go play a show, well, case in point, right here, right? You right. have go RVing, which was an earlier version, and I just have the border hookups, right? So. So we've changed it. Right. So you might go play a show and nobody knows that we even RV. Right. So if I, if I'm going to give them a sticker that says go RVing, they're like, what? I don't get it. Why would I have a sticker that says go RVing? I'm not an RVer. So we have to keep it a little more uh, mainstream, little middle of the road and a little more vanilla. Mm -hmm. And I was going to say too, the other thing we pivoted on Stuart was our YouTube channel because we realized pretty early on that we're not super handy people. So we really can't do a lot of how to's, nor do we want to, because we don't want to give incorrect information out there, you know, mm-hmm. and we're, since we're entertainers, we really want to entertain people and to help, you know, we want to give good advice and everything, mm-hmm. but we kind of decided to focus more on day in the life yeah, and, and travel rather than how to's, because if you really want a good how to, you know, there are. RV miles mm-hmm. and uh, changing uh, lanes, long, long and honeymoon, and yeah. yeah, they know what they're doing. Why mm-hmm. would I bumble around in their space? And yeah. they're doing a great job at it. So I don't, I don't want to get in their space, and I don't want to yeah. be wrong. That's we, the other thing. Right. Yeah, we me don't want to be me wrong. Neither, honey. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're never wrong. Well, and and you're right. There's a lot of places, a lot of people are already doing all of that, and they do it well. You know, yes. And so. And so you can create a narrative that is very hard to duplicate. You can just talk about you, your music, and 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 all that. That is a um, that is way more unique content. Because if I went onto YouTube and I searched for how to flush a black tank, you know, there's probably seven pages, ten pages of different videos that would come up on on something like right. that. And the other thing yeah. that, that we run into, and this is no dig on, on those channels at all, because we've watched those channels religiously Very over helpful. the years. And, but by going, our goal is to have people want to watch us, mm-hmm. not necessarily a tip, because if you go, 
how to clean out a black tank. You might mm -hmm. go watch that one video and go, well, I got it now. Okay, I'm gone. Mm -hmm. Whereas we try to create this community and try more of an entertainment channel where you want to check in each week, hopefully, and see where we are, what we're doing. Be part of our community. Yeah. And fumbling around, breaking things. <laughs> and I think also we just wanted to show people kind of more like, yeah, what does life as an RVer look like mm -hmm. as full-time RVers? And of course, life as mm -hmm. full-time RVers slash musician slash health coach, right. you know? And then another thing that is kind of unique to our situation, and Jacqueline pointed it out one day, I never even thought about it. We're more accessible than probably yeah. most channels because you might run into KYD in, a, in an RV park <laughs> or RV miles somewhere when they have a meetup or whatever. We post where we're going to be on our website. Yeah. Come out to a yeah, show. You can come, come out us. to a show and mm -hmm. yeah. You're right. And then we have the um, pop-up concerts mm -hmm. and same thing. We invite everyone, you know, yeah. come on out to our pop-up yeah, concert. free concerts. We mm -hmm. put out the coordinates. We're, we're uh, planning them right now. Uh, the next one's going to be in November in Sonoida, Arizona. So, yeah. Are you coming, Stuart? To Sonoida, and I actually, I when I was preparing for this, I was on your website and I was looking at that Sonoida. You guys just had a rally out there, right? Or a big escapers convergence at Wine Country? Is that the same area? So I know it you is. really like that area. We do. We like the area. We like the people. Um, mm -hmm. In fact, our pop up concert is going to be at the same location where we had the convergence because we have a really good relationship with that place, and the sites are incredibly cheap. Normally, our pop-up concerts are out like in Quartzsite or Kofa or American Girl Mine where it's free. But because um, we'll be in the area, this is a great setup. And it helps the community, too, because people will go out and shop and run to the brewery or one of the wineries. wineries or 20 wineries in that area. Yeah. So, Buy me a yeah. glass of wine and I'll be convinced. Perfect. A Let's do it. And a bottle. <laughs> and a bottle. And now he's just... <laughs> What else? Did what, huh? Two two bottles. Oh Chuck no! Wait, wait, when 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 is it again? You said it's in November. It's going to be yeah. the uh, second weekend, the weekend after uh, Halloween. Ooh, okay. So that's uh, the second week. Maybe because I'll be at Chasm over Halloween weekend. And yeah, it's then, the and then I was, and then I'm actually going to Vegas for Halloween. So that's okay. like October 31st, November. And then, and so I'd have to get from Vegas to Sonoida because yeah. I have to be in you Yuma. Can... I'm going to be in Yuma for Thanksgiving. So it's possible. It's... You have a van. You can go fast. Yeah. We'll send a private jet. <laughs> really can't go fast in this. This thing has no suspension at all. It is, it is horrible. Oh, really? This van really? drives. It is, it is. <laughs> There's a friend that sat in the very back seat um, on this. Yeah just surface streets for about two miles when I was out in, uh, in, uh, Cottonwood, Arizona, and they're bouncing around just in normal, normal. They're like, it was the bumpiest ride, the worst roller coaster I said they'd ever been on. There's no springs, no suspension on this thing whatsoever. It rides. Well, all when you're, when you're in Yuma, get that sorted out. I was going to for an upgrade. Yeah. We got a new suspension in Yuma in, yeah. on our rig and they did a great job. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at doing some upgrades. So I I actually want to take this van and kind of do a little remodel. I'm looking at tearing out half of it, um, and upgrading and and kind of cut, doing some customization. I figure it's going to be cheaper to do that than it would be to buy a new van and do a custom build, since everything's okay. already done. It's easier just to tear out the part that I don't okay. want and, and kind of build around it. So that's what I'm looking. Well, at. in fact, 
Gotta make it work. In fact, Stuart, last time we were in Yuma, you drove by us. You drove right by us. We were in the left lane. You went by us in the right lane. I don't know. Oh, I had to turn left. That's why. In the super seat? No, in your van. van? You drove by us in your I think I was towing the yeah. razor. You told me I was towing yeah, the razor. Towing the razor. There's Scott Jennerke, and he's like, there's Stuart right there. <laughs> this is the thing. This is the thing about the, we'll talk to the whoever's watching here yeah. is when you've been out long enough, you can be driving like through quartzite and go, oh, there's so and so, or there's so and so, because you've been out long enough and everybody's just crisscrossing. So you're just like, oh, yeah, look at there they are. Or somebody <laughs> will take a picture of our rig and send it to us. And you're going the other way on the freeway and right click. <laughs> it's family. It's community. It is. Yeah. And it's almost inevitable that during the winter months, you're in Quartzsite or in Southern Arizona or you're in Florida. You're, there's not really many other places. Um, right, JP right. Smith said that he calls a, a winter in Quartzsite more of the reunion because during the summer, everyone scatters and they go everywhere. But they all come back to Yuma or they all come back to Quartzsite or Southern Arizona, you know, or, or Baja or whatever when the Mexico comes up. So that's kind of when you reconnect with people you haven't seen all year. Yeah, that's very true. It is kind of like the reunion. You're excited to get back and see everybody mm-hmm. coming back to summer camp. It's like going back to summer camp every year. <laughs> <laughs> so going back, maybe, you know, I enjoy a good glass of wine or a good bottle of wine. So and I missed that convergence. I really wanted to make it to that. Um, but yeah, we'll see if things work out. So that'll be a fun, uh, movie tour. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, yeah. two weeks after Halloween. The weekend after. Okay. Yeah. So Halloween is like ends it in October, obviously. And then, and then we have the weekend after we're doing that convergence or the, uh, the pop-up. Just, just a pop-up, right? Yeah, yeah. Cause what we were doing was when we started this whole thing, we were doing, um, we were doing meetups and we, we call them meetups and we were playing at our meetups. But the problem with playing is we never got really much of a chance to meet up because yeah. we were working. So then we said, well, why don't we, why don't we do pop-ups where we play and meetups are where we just hang out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that's, or that's what we're doing now. So we're doing a meetup at a brewery in Pennsylvania in September because we'll be out there playing for the RV Life VIP, and then we'll be out there in yeah, on the, the way out for the Hershey uh, RV show. RV show. show, and then on the way we're playing for Grand Design uh, for their in Goshen, Indiana, for their national. We're doing three shows for them, wow. but while we're out there, we're going to do a meetup because uh, everybody, not everybody, uh, people will say when are you coming to the East Coast. So that's about as close as we'll be to the East Coast. So we're going to do a meetup. Yeah, yeah. sounds exciting. So as we uh, wrap up here, you know, I just wanted to um, thank you guys again. Is there anything else that you guys want to talk about? There's a lot of people that, oh, actually, one more thing. I've been asking everybody as part of these podcasts. Um, You're on the road for long enough and you definitely um, acquire, oh, two things. You definitely acquire um, a routine of some sort. You know, I'm not saying that every RVer becomes this old crotchety, stay off my lawn kind of person, but you develop little things that just really bug you, these little pet peeves of other RVers that they do that you're like, why are you doing that? Just like, it makes no sense. I'm just curious. Do you have anything that just drives you batty when somebody comes up to you or parks next to you? Or what is it that, that in the RV life style that just really gets at you? Well, I'll tell you, we were staying at uh, a campground and we were in the Tetons and Dave and I were sitting outside just enjoying the view. 
and this gentleman walked right through our campsite like he was two feet from us maybe a foot from the back of our rv and as he was walking through because he was going to the laundry but instead of walking around he just was walking through and i said hello hello and then he stopped and i was really irritated and i I said to him, I just said, I, because I don't want to be mean, but I just said, Hey, you can't walk through our campsite without saying hello. And then he kind of got it. And he said, Oh, he goes, Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I was just so focused on getting to the laundry. And then we had a really great conversation yeah, with him and he turned out to be this nice guy, yeah. but on his way back from the laundry, he walked around. So, yeah. and you know, he just didn't really know the etiquette. He wasn't a full-time RV or anything. And um, so that is probably the thing that irritates me is that people, they may not give you space, you know, and they think they can just walk right through your campsite and right outside mm -hmm. of your door and that's your home and you, you want your space. <laughs> so I don't know if you've ever experienced that before, but that actually did happen to me once, but the person who walked through my space didn't even know I was there. She had glasses on, and I think she was a little lost. Like, I think oh, she was okay. on, where's my rig, where's my rig, and was looking up and around and didn't even see us standing or sitting, you know. So it's, Sitting you know, outside. Television, yeah, you know. Especially I'm not going to lie. Hmm? Oh, go ahead. Stuart. I'm no, sorry. I say, I talk. Especially when you get panicky and you're like, it's getting dark and you don't know your way back. You know, yeah. I, I, I get that. That can be a little, like. Yeah you know, tunnel focused on like, you're not looking to yeah. try and create conversation, trying to get home before it gets dark, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And I've, I've had to stop myself when we've been in a park and I'm like, I need to get there. And I start to go and I'm like, well, stop, go down one site that's empty and cut through because you do, you get focused on, I just need to go right there and you cut, you start to cut through and then you stop yourself. But for a guy like that, he had just been working all day. He said, I've been working all day staring at my computer. I'm I'm a little out of it right now. Yeah. And but Jacqueline was pretty funny when she said, You don't just get to walk through and not say hi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was great. That's a, no, that's I, a fun way to turn it around. Yeah. yeah, it led to a good conversation, but it also taught him the lesson of you probably shouldn't walk right through somebody's campsite. <laughs> yeah, normally she just tackles them full body tackle. <laughs> they don't even see it coming. She's Canadian. She grew up with hockey. That's <laughs> Now, the last thing is even musicians and big name performers like you guys are not exempt from an occasional RV blunder or little RV fail. Something that rookie, you know, rookie RVers make as mistakes, even seasoned RVers make. And no one's exempt from doing something that they know that they shouldn't have. Maybe you're shaking your head. Are you exempt from doing something or is something coming to mind that you go, oh gosh, I don't believe I did that. I think my issue is being too perfect. I think that's where I run into it. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, you know, stuff like uh, not staying focused. Um, and it's a, it's a, it's, you know, when you're Jacqueline's running around the rig, we're hooking up, not, looking at my phone, not tuning the radio, not doing anything. Um, we've had situations where we're filming backing in and we were focused on filming and we didn't see a rock on the other side of the rig or something, um, stuff like that. But we haven't really had anything where I've gone, uh Oh, we almost screwed that up. I think the only thing I can really think of is, um, 
maybe forgetting to auto level. So to drop the back jacks and stuff, because, you know, you get to a spot and you drop your front jacks and then you unhook and Dave drives the truck away. And then um, I think there was a time or maybe two where I just forgot that, oh my gosh, now I have to drop the back jacks yeah. and level out and stuff. And there was one time, cause I'm going to call him out, but I mean, I understand why, but where we were trying to back into a site and there was a little short post you know, tree oh, on one yeah. side here, trees up high and, you know, and Dave did hit that little post and luckily no damage or anything like that. But so see, he's not perfect. We got to keep the post. We brought it with us. <laughs> we still have it. You hit it so hard you knocked it out of the ground? No, we just yeah. brought it with us. No, it was, a, it was an Army Corps of Engineers and it was, I don't know. I, I think some of these parks were not designed by RVers because... <laughs> It's like you back in and your nose has to go somewhere, but there's a post there and then there's a tree here and you're just, man, you have yeah. to get creative. Yeah. Yeah. Get really creative, creative backing. <laughs> but we uh, are selling the post if you want it. You're selling the, you the post? You're selling the post. Did you tell your story, Stuart? Already, no, or I've, got we... too, I've got too many. The most recent one, I don't know if you guys saw on my, on my stuff, I ran over my Starlink. Oh, like actually dishy or just the cable? The dish. You ran over. I ran over the oh. dish. I ran over the dish. I ran over the stand. Um, it was still connected. I was at a rest stop up here in um, Banff. Um, and, yeah. I, and I forgot that I set it up because I, I can't get internet up here without it. So I was this and okay. that. And I looked at my clock and I was like, holy smokes, I got to go. And I just buttoned up and started driving off. And next thing I know, I hear the thing and it just drags and i was like oh my gosh yeah so can i but, give you i want to hear what happened no okay go on oh no i was saying though but it works like i disassembled the entire thing uh because the entire front was all scraped up and then the the base you know the motor part was gone um the cables were all clean, but i put it all back together again punched it up and was able to turn it into a flat mount so that's how that's what I'm using right now. I just put it flat up on top of my solar panels on the van right now for for this call, yeah. um, and it still works. I'm still getting really really good speeds. And um, Starlink good. and Starlink, believe it or not, I sent them a support ticket, and they um, were on it within just about three hours. They said a oh, new one's on its way. It's being shipped to my address. They couldn't ship it to me here in uh, Canada, but it's being shipped to my domicile address, and yeah. um, there's no charge on any of it oh, and they what? said and they're leaving my current one activated and my new one activated so they won't disconnect this one until i get the new one so nice. from a service standpoint they are it was fantastic i can't speak more highly of that that's really cool but here's a quick tip that i learned is i have my my former dog's collar that hangs on my handle next to the steering wheel mm-hmm if we go to say we stay somewhere and we don't unhook, but we drop the jacks to stabilize a little bit, I'll hang that dog collar on my steering wheel on the top of the steering wheel so that when I get in the rig, it reminds me, don't move. You cannot take off because you have jacks down. You're going to wreck your rig. So something to think about to have a little marker or a little orange flag that yeah. hangs on the steering wheel says you have something that's different out here. You can't just drive away now. Yeah, yeah I also oh good. Oh, I was just going to say it might be the same thing you're gonna say, but 
Um, there are also things out there, like I know, I can't remember who it was, but there's an RVer that talked about having those little, like, almost like bracelets that snap on. Exactly and he puts, them on his, yeah. Yeah, he puts them on his steering wheel and he has it written on there, each thing that he has to do. So if it's take Starlink and put it away, it'll be on there. And when he gets in, he has to take them all off. So if there's anything left, he knows that he forgot Yeah, before he takes I off. I actually put those in my Amazon cart um, after that happened because I had heard about that and I was like, ah, I'm not going to forget. Because normally what I do is the, my cable, I put, it, it's on a little, one of those twine things, you know, one of those rolly things. And I put that mm -hmm. right by my gas pedal. So I can't get into the driver's seat um, without like doing it, without stepping on it. So mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I, it, it's set up. But this time, because I was in a hurry, I was just at a little rest stop, just trying to get some work done. Um, I put it just right outside in front of the van that was facing north, and um, it just ran out the passenger side window and didn't even think about it. You know? Yep, you did something different that you don't normally do, and so that's when it happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, um, but no one's exempt. But I think you guys have gotten off pretty lucky so far, you know. So, very uh, not very. To, and not trying to jinx you. I don't want to get a phone call later on today <laughs> or tomorrow. Thank you. So thank you. Saying that I cursed you or anything. That's just not the thing. <laughs> so, Dave and Jacqueline, the border hookups have been the guests today on RV Dreaming. If they want to follow you, they want to find out more about you, they want to hear more of your music and come to your shows, how can people find you? Well, uh, just go to our YouTube channel um, and there's a link tree there that links to all of our social media so our youtube channel is the border hookups go rving or you can go to our website which is theborderhookups.com um we have instagram the border hookups facebook the border hookups um all social media we even have tiktok we're on tiktok um, but like i said we have a link tree and all of our links are in there all right guys thanks so much again for taking time out to, to talk to us today I hope people learn something like it's it's just important to learn what to do is what not to do. And we have plenty of examples of what not to do, or at least I do. Sounds like you guys have been yeah. pretty good. So uh, but thank you again for uh, for joining us. I can't wait to see you guys up on the road again. Have fun when you get up to uh, Canada, when you get back home to your own hometown. Yeah, and, can't uh, wait. Enjoy that. Yeah. And um, I'm heading over to Vancouver this week. So very nice. Anyway, so, yeah, maybe our first time. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, Alrighty, awesome. guys. Enjoy. <laughs> so, All right. Thanks for having us on. Thanks, Stuart. Take no care. Problem. Thank you, guys. We'll see you. All right. How was that? Was that fun? Aren't those guys just the greatest? I mean, they just bring so much life and energy. Oh, hold on. Wait a minute. I'm going to change this real quick. Um, they just bring so much life and energy to whatever room they walk into. And if you haven't seen one of those shows, you have to go to the Border Hookups Go RVing uh, YouTube channel or their website and find out where they're going to be. And I really mean it. Now, now after I recorded this with them just uh, yesterday, I've been able to kind of look at my calendar. I'm going to try and make it to that Sonoida event. So if you're in the area in November uh, down in Arizona, you should definitely make that, that trek down to Sonoida and come see the border hookups and come see me and come get some great wine. Because as you continue listening to the podcast, you're going to realize I enjoy a really good glass of wine. I even enjoy a occasional okay glass of wine as well. Um, whatever kind of does a trick sometimes, you know, that's kind of the, the thing. So anyways, I hope you enjoyed this very first 
podcast of RV Dreaming TV. We have so many more that I've recorded that's going to be coming boom, 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 like rocket fire. There are going to be a lot of them that's going to be coming up. So please, if you haven't done so already, like, subscribe, comment, leave us your notes down here on what you see and what you've heard. That really is going to help us out. I really appreciate you doing that. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to RV Dreaming. Follow me at Stuart Doing Stuff, and you'll be able to find wherever I'm at on all that stuff. And that's it for this first episode. It's a wrap. All right. We will see you guys next time on the next... Yeah, see, life, life, just like live TV. We will see you next time on the next episode of the RV Dreaming Podcast. Have a good one, guys. We'll see you next time.